Brewing with Style is brought to you by Northern Brewer with fast shipping, expert advice, and all the ingredients and equipment you need to make the best beer possible. Visit them today at northernbrewer.com. This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDowell, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my brand brothers and sisters. Hey, hey. Woo! Welcome to the show. <laughs> the show, yes. <laughs> uh, it's our second show uh, in a row here, and so we're enjoying the buzz of the first show. And we're going to top it off with a Belgian Dark Strong. And we're going to top it off with Belgian Dark Strong. <laughs> we'll have to keep our shit together here. I'm that's, sweating that's from my eyelids. That's not going to happen. No. <laughs> uh, we're going to... We just sip. Oh yeah, that's gonna that's gonna happen. We're just gonna sip. I'll tell you what, you know, the other thing uh, that uh, I want to make sure I say before I completely lose track of what's going on is uh, <laughs> our fine sponsor, Northern Brewer. I'll tell you what, better than fine, super fine. They'll they'll keep track of your order. They'll keep track of of your needs as a customer. They're aware of what you want, when you want it, and uh, how you want it, and they'll give it to you that way. Northern Brewer, uh, they've been sponsoring the show for seven years, uh, so make sure you check them out. If you enjoy this show, uh, you know, seek help, and then uh, go to the <laughs> northernbrewer.com site. Yeah. Get a life, huh? <laughs> go, go check them out. Uh, another, you know, I've had a, a ample opportunity to hang out with the people from Northern Brewer, and uh, everybody that has ever been employed there, I think is uh, wonderful people and uh, just a lot of a lot of fun to to be around, and uh, they've had some some changes over the the past. But uh, I tell you, those people that uh, are there now, uh, I miss all the uh, the wonderful people that were there before. But the people that got there now, great as well. And you know they're focused on you as a customer. So check them out. Uh, give them a little love for for sponsoring this show. Well, and uh, Mike, uh, you were you were in the the crosshairs of uh, some some brutal fires. In the yeah, region. I was. I had one of those uh, California fires near where I live, so it was sort of that was crazy. I wasn't in any danger, but it, I mean, who knows? I mean, it could have been it looked, five miles away. I could see it like right there, seemed to me. So you sent sent me a photo, and I was just yeah, like, and that's wow. what it looked like from my from my like my naked eye. I mean, it's <laughs> right. Yeah, if I saw that, I probably like, wouldn't sleep. I don't know. But I, I have packed I, for I, you I, and I, It was all going the other direction. So I yeah. was just seeing. You're saying you, you didn't even smell smoke. I didn't. I didn't smell smoke the so, whole time. It was like four thousand acres. Well, maybe you smelled a little too Something much smoke earlier smoke, that evening. Yeah, smoke, uh, I would think that things <laughs> your, broke. Your yeah. palate can't smell just, smoke I anymore. I smell smoke all the time. I, I don't know <laughs> maybe that's. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Kind of okay. pungent. Yeah, you it know. Could have been. Yeah. yeah, little little dank, like hops. No, no. My neighbors uh, were saying the same thing. They don't do any of that shit. Huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I live a mile away from Mike, and yeah. I, I, I have pictures there. Oh, yeah? So I didn't know you lived that close to where he was. Oh, yeah. I thought you were living... No, no, Clayton conquered, like, right down the border there. But the amber... The yeah, amber's on the border. From the, on the border. Conquered west side. Actually, south side. <laughs> He's a southie. Of a southie conquered. Yeah. <laughs> But the ambers had come over the mountain, and then he saw like the ambers. 
Embers, sorry. Embers, yeah, embers. Not the embers. You're always beer related. Oh, always thinking of beer. over the mountain. It's his habit, you know. Yeah. So it was kind of a trip. Yeah, Once I saw the fire coming over, and mm-hmm. then I watched the fire at night go probably like a third down Mount Diablo Mountain. Mm-hmm. It moved, didn't it? It did move. Yeah. And then I actually packed. I, I was half-packed for evacuation. Hmm. You're, you're packed. I was half-packed. You're I half-packed? Have... I'm half-packed right now <laughs> after doing it on our second show. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. If you, should, if you lived as close as me, you'd really, I mean, like three houses down, the, yeah, the, you're state, way there. the state park starts. Right? You know, I know. Yeah. yeah. You're right near all the I mean, ranch I'm stables. Like, yeah. And, yeah. Right. And he said that granite plant there, the rock plant, whatever. Yeah, I'm right next to the rock quarry, where yeah. I guess that's where the fire was in 77 or something, some of their big fire. Huh. All those rocks catching on fire? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I <laughs> that's nuts. What the hell that's about? Oh, what's right. this show about, by the way? Did, uh, well, it's being about half-packed. Um, and wildfires. you have a beer to discuss? Yes, Belgian Strong Dark, or Belgian Dark Strong. It's a great style. I don't get that too often. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's 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 one of those styles that um, I think it's difficult for uh, a lot of uh, home brewers and uh, beer judges and even uh, commercial brewers because the beers you're drinking, a lot of times... Uh, have been brewed a long time ago, traveled a, a fur distance, been sitting on a shelf warm, and, you know, the, if there's any bacteria or something in there, the bottles get funky, they get kind of weird, and, uh, you know, there's some staling that goes on and some supercarbonation, and then the impression is, oh, they should all be, you know, like this. This is, you know, that's that Belgian character. If you go over to Belgium and you have them there, it's you know a, a, a slightly different story. Mm. So uh, I think it's it's one of those kinds of uh, uh, you know beer styles that has you know some some weirdness to it uh, for that. So it has an age character, right? And, uh, I could. I mean, it's something you can I, age, but right. uh, and, and in tasting beer, I, I've learned to sort of like identify that aged character, so I can sort of like ignore it or. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you know, because you can like drinking next take to a friend. Mind. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. drinking next to a fresh example, sure. Which we have one here. It's probably much fresher. Uh, I can like you know have level the playing field a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. But you're yeah. able to see the beer before right. it got here, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 right, right. Um, John, you want to walk us through the uh, the BJCP style description on this beer? How much time we have? Yeah, as long as you need, buddy. <laughs> All right, run us through then. Yeah, don't 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 rush it. Take Aroma your time. semicolon complex with a <laughs> semicolon. Uh, this yes. beer is really intense. I find it one of the hardest homebrews to actually brew. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very rich malt in flavor. It's got this fig kind of plum characteristic. You got this ester contribution going on, and there's this mm-hmm. warming alcohol, this spice note going on too in the background. Yeah. And then there's this like silk malty flavor kind of complementing it. Mm-hmm. And then after one sip, you're kind of like sweet nectar of the gods. You know, you're right. like, it's just free. I don't know. This beer is phenomenal. I can't talk about the style because all I want to do is drink these right now. But um, <laughs> it's definitely, it's brown color. You're not really hop forward. It's, mm-hmm. you know, warming in alcohol strength. It's, um, it's there's so much going on in this beer. I think figgy, they got, fruity, rich, malty. Figgy, fruity, rich, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just got I don't know. I, what's what's the one thing, the signature of of a great strong dark for you? I would say there's a there's an, a, a really well balanced ester profile with the alcohol. 
Mm-hmm. There's this, you got to have this kind of dried fruit character mm-hmm. that's present and complemented with maltiness. Mm-hmm. That to me is it. Right. right. Why, do, why do you find it hard to brew? It seems like there's a lot to hide behind in a beer like this. I think there's so much going on in the beer that do it right that, and balance. It's, it's hard to do. I, the, I, I've, I've had trouble brewing this beer. The, I've never brewed an award-winning beer of this style, ever. The, the tricky thing is the balance between all these characters, not having one overwhelming the other, but having them all present, having a sweetness up front, a dryness at the finish, having... Um, you know, the phenolics, the fruitiness, uh, the maltiness, uh, any hop character, any uh, alcohols, all those in balance and, and present all at the same time. Very, very tricky. Um, you know, to the uninitiated, like you, Moscow, <laughs> to the, to the, I'm like halfway in at this the, point. You're half, half initiated, uh, to the half initiated, um, you know, it seems like, oh, you know, alcohol, lots of esters and Belgian character. Oh, you're right on there. Um, but the reality is, like John's saying, it's tricky when when you're looking at the finer aspects of the of the style. It's very tricky to get all that stuff in balance and get it all present and not overwhelm one aspect or another of the beer. To have all of that come out in balance, very tricky. What do you think is the easiest part to overwhelm? Sweetness. I'd say Sweetness, hot alcohol. Alcohol. There's been sometimes Sweetness it, they, sure. don't dry out, they don't dry out enough. Right. Yeah. You mentioned well, phenolics. Like, that's a right. Phenols. Man. You want, you want, and I, I'd say they're both right. Alcohol and sweetness. So you, you want that sweet start, dry finish. Mm-hmm. And either you end up with dry, dry, or you end up with sweet, sweet, or <laughs> you end up with hot alcohol, or you end up with no alcohol. Or overcarbonated. Uh, yeah, it's hard to overcarbonate. I mean, uh, you know, well, of high alcohol. Right. That and it's it's just um, you know all these examples that come over. They've sit there, and if there's any ah. you know uh, wild yeast or bacteria or something like that, it tends to overcarbonate, so they end up real spritzy. Mm-hmm. Um, and but they thin out as well. So the body, the beer just just lacks the malt, just dies in right. This is old beer. Right, right. I mean, you you get that that weird uh, thing that Mike was talking about, where you get that kind of uh, weird caramelly kind of oxidized uh, thing. Um, you know, and, and the thing is, you know, when you when you when you get these these higher alcohols or this higher carbonation and the higher alcohols, um, it it still shouldn't be sharp or harsh. This should never be a harsh beer. If you're if you're tasting harshness, that's a mistake. If you're finishing the beer and you're kind of like yeah, uh, uh, that's really sweet. Yeah, uh, bad version, mm-hmm. uh, harsh, bad version, hot, bad version. Um, you know, I think biting, bad version. You know, it's a smooth, rich, complex ale where you're sitting there sipping by the fireside and go, "Wow, yeah, oh, did this yeah, just happen?" You know, are you getting the cinnamon? <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you getting the fig? Oh, you getting the you know the uh, the pudding? You getting the plum? Yeah. You getting the, the grapes? You getting the, figs. a little bit of peat? Sometimes I get yeah, that in yeah. these beers. Uh, yeah, you getting the the smokiness? Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, is that phenol contributed? Smoky character. Well, smoke is a that's a a good thing. A good point, John. Um, uh, smoke is a, a phenol, right? Uh-huh. And uh, any of the darker gr- roasted grains has some of those compounds in them. Um, I wouldn't use any smoke malt. No, no. But 
you know, it's, the right judicious use of, of the roasty. You don't want your beer to turn out roasty at all. It shouldn't taste roasty. But with that and then the Belgian phenols and all that together, you actually do kind of can get a, a, a bit of a uh, a slight kind of, oh, that's smoky a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's a little bit, uh, you know, and, and, I, and I tend to get a cinnamon or you tend to get some uh, nutmeg kind of characters in there. Uh, you know, very complex, lots of things going on. Yeah. Uh, you know, very enjoyable from that. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, what else? Uh, higher calls. Uh, so, commercial examples. Um, we do have the uh, Chimay uh, Blue. We have the Lost Abbey Judgment Day. We have the Hulin Rack. We've got the uh, Heretic uh, temp- uh, Torrent. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm not familiar with that beer. You want to so. do a redo on it? Take two. Right. What was Her- that beer again? The Heretic uh, Torment. Oh, okay. Is uh, is the beers that we uh, that Moscow has so kindly acquired for us? I thought it'd be good to do a mix of uh, American interpretations and some from Belgium. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. And the nice thing about that is, again, you know, that travel time, that sitting on the shelf thing, tends to be less with the the American beers than than with the uh, the Belgian examples. Doesn't this style lend itself to that though? Kind of. It does. I mean, I, this isn't. Uh, you know, properly stored, I think you can store these for a fair fair amount of time. And the, the complexities of the alcohols uh, with the, uh, you know, you develop some more esters. You develop, a, you know, uh, it can dry out a little bit. All sorts of things can happen. So Doesn't uh, that aging process fun. kind of make these flavor compounds come out more? Like It can change them in all sorts of different ways. It can make a beer end up flat and sure. dead. Ah. It can make a, a beer blossom. Mm. In in interesting character. All right, I'm, All right. So, I'm really excited right now. I can't. I'm just... yeah. <laughs> Break's coming right up. Yes. All right. So let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll we'll get into more of these uh, fine examples after this. You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. into the city. It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? (laughs) Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. (laughs) I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And then From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you massive selection and superior customer service comes the home brewer. Huh? 
Getting tired of that same old handcrafted beverages day after day? Are you looking for something with more diversity than your normal beer? Fellow BN Army member Michael Fairbrother, owner of Moonlight Meadery, is reviving an entire beverage category. Mead! The meads at Moonlight Meadery are all handcrafted from the finest honey on the market and are perfect for any occasion, like weddings, baby showers, or... Excuse me? Mead is not your average girly drink, mister, and Moonlight Meads can be enjoyed anytime, anywhere. Football games with the guys. Yeah. Barbecues with the guy. Yeah. Operating power tools with the guy. Yeah. Um, actually, sir, that's really dangerous. Good point, son. Next time you have something to celebrate or are just looking for a new tasting experience, pick up a bottle of mead from Moonlight Meadery. Now in 21 states, making over 60 varieties of mead from dry, semi-sweet to sweet. Break out of that craft beer low. Grab a bottle of Moonlight Mead. Can't find some? Then ask. No, make that demand some. Yeah! Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzenstein? Yes, J.P. Thor. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My father, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha acid. <laughs> yes, J.P. Thor. We will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power. Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to Don't be silly, J.P. We have beer to brew. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeast, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is... Awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. 
And and that Brew Builder software is awesome. Oh yeah. Brewmasters Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmasters Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh yeah. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back, and we got one more on the lineup. The Roke for 10, the blue cap. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. Impressive. Aggressive yet calming. My burp or the beer? <laughs> Your burp. Yeah. Right. Thank you. I'm glad it calms. Sometimes there's like this obtrusive ones that are like lingering. You're like, do you really? But if it's get right. it done, you're like, okay, cool. It's Moving like on. farts. Exactly. Yeah. You know, there's the ones right. that are almost, you know, floral bouquet. Yeah, your own. Yes. And then there was the ones that stink. Everyone, Everyone else's. else's. Yeah. <laughs> My shit don't stink. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, during the, the during the break, we've been talking about um, uh, the Roquefort. We're talking about uh, the Heretic, the Chimay, uh, the... Uh, Rock. Drach. And the, the Rock. Hulin Drach. Hulin Drach. Hulin Drach. And the uh, Lost Abbey uh, Judgment Day. Uh, what's your impression, Scott? Well, there was a lot of them, and these are big beers, so my mm-hmm. palate is, you know, slightly shot. But um, the Heretic definitely tastes the freshest to me. It, to me, that was obvious that that was the, the newest of the bunch. Oh, I don't yeah. even know if it's true. It just tasted mm-hmm. like it. Um, the Rochefort, I'm surprised to hear you say you like it, because I got a pretty significant, like, butter flavor aroma from it. Do you not get that, the Rochefort? I haven't even tried it yet. Oh. No, I didn't get that. Not hmm. at all, huh? Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. This isn't a bit in the room, not you mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got it. Oh, out of the bottle, totally buttery, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's popcorn bomb. Which is, oh, yeah. what, what off flavor is that again? Diacetyl. Diacetyl. Yeah, diacetyl. okay. So I, so I don't even drink it. Yeah. Damn. Moscow. It's, it's, it's yeah, Moscow the, just showed us all up. It's loaded in the aroma. I didn't <laughs> nice get job, until Moscow. you said that. And I didn't believe it when you said it. Then I smelled well, it. Smell like, the bottle, Moscow. Smell that. That's crazy. It's totally a butter bomb. Oh, yeah. Big time. Wow. So you get that funnel concentration in the neck of the bottle, then you're like, whoa, butter. And and that happens. Is it is that old? What does Damn, that mean? I'm even more worried about our challenge now. <laughs> I think I actually know something. Holy shit! Uh oh, dude, he's I'm showing. Screwed. He's showing up. Um, uh, it's a, a production of yeast, and uh, it, it's also a production of bacteria. Uh, the bacteria will produce uh, the buttery, uh, but yeast can do it as well uh, early on, and then. Knowing them, I don't think that that's a a thing from the brewery. I think that they would have caught that. I think it's a a bacterial thing that's in the bottle. The bottle sits. I think this was brewed uh, September of '09. Yeah, looking in the bottle. Wow. I think you know four years, man. You know, yeah, four years later. Wow. You know, one cell of bacteria. You know, multiplies very slowly, grinds away against that ten percent alcohol, and produces some some buttery flavors. If it comes out of the brew house, it doesn't. It doesn't get it more intense. It just is what it is. If it happens in the mm-hmm. bottle, it, it gets. If it's an it, infection, it, it, it can develop it from more. the brew house. You can have some precursors with heat and stress. You can. You can develop a more right. diacetyl. Right. But most brew houses push push the ferment. They test the beer. Right. They look right. for diacetyl. Yeah, you do a diacetyl check. You right. warm up your sample and right. see. I'm if sure Rochefort does that. So I, I think they know what they're doing. Yeah. That, that would not have been present at the brew house. I think right. you know. Uh, and it may not be every bottle. It, it could be, you know, hey, uh, one one right? bacterial cell gets past uh, the gatekeeper, and, and there you go. 
The so, gatekeeper. That's possible. So, well, let's continue with Moscow yeah. here. He's educating I'm us. I'm taking notes now. Damn. Well, I mean, I'm going to have to start being uh, more careful with uh, bottled on dates because this was sitting right at the front of the shelf and mm-hmm. there were a bunch of other roaster uh, versions, so I just kind of assumed it was newer than 09, but uh, right. I'm wrong. Yeah, See, yeah, if, I was, if I was a sales rep running that store, I put the old first. Well, okay. that's what they do just with like, like milk, milk at Safeway. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, all right, the Chimay I well, got. We, what the, we do is we pull that. And replace it with fresh beer. <laughs> oh, wow. What do you do with the old beer? We destroy it. I have an empty fridge. <laughs> you destroy it by pouring it down, John. Please say Fill it through his liver. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, the Chimay I got uh, the least sweet by far. Uh, it, it didn't taste overly bitter or anything, but just compared to all these other ones, it, it didn't mm. have nearly the sweetness. Uh, the Lost Abbey, in true American style, I got the most hop character of any of the beers, even though this isn't supposed to be a hop-forward style. That one tasted... Like hops, none of the other ones did at all, and Lost Abbey did a little. And then the uh, the Drac was uh, I don't know if this is my palate or not, but it tasted dry to me at first, uh-huh. and then I swallowed and I got big sweet, and I didn't find it pleasant at all. And I don't even know if I'm right about that. Swallow the big sweet. That's <laughs> correct. No, it tasted dry at first, which is weird, right? Yeah, normally right. It, al- it almost always works the opposite. And again, I-, I could just be wrong about it, but that was my perception. Well, the- okay, yeah, the finish is a little bit maybe later than you think. I mean, the finish is like a, a few seconds after you swallow. Yeah, exactly. a long time to finish before yeah. you swallow. <laughs> Which is weird, but yes. Okay. Uh, fair enough. No, I, I, I mean, it, it happens. And I tell you, this is the reason why I go to you first is, um, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> why I come to you first is because, uh, you know, from a from a fresher standpoint, with without all this baggage of everything you've tasted before and everything you've thought about the style before and all the beers you've judged before, you're you're coming at it with a, a fresher angle. And I think a lot of what you say is absolutely true. It's very interesting, and it and it's you know educating to the rest of us to you know just let loose of some things and and just you know focus on the beer and don't anticipate things being in the beer. Let the beer come to you versus you presupposing what it's supposed to taste like so i think i think that's uh very educational for everybody and i think you were right on so many aspects of that i'm i'm very impressed wow a little tear rolling down my cheek like the indian from that commercial from the 70s that isn't a single tear tear. (laughs) that's a tear you may rise now right he has risen get off your knees that isn't a tear (laughs) nice job uh uh, what about you tasty (laughs) what I'm getting hammered over here. Me too. Uh, Shit. The Chimay is disappointing. I think it. Uh, I've had better bottles of that. Uh, I like the. I like the Drock. Uh, it's a little too sweet though in the finish. Beer that I, I like, and uh, even though it is is probably too sweet, uh, is the uh, Lost Abbey. The uh, mm-hmm. the Judgment Day mm-hmm. has a lot of interesting. Uh, you know, raisin, dry fruit character has a long, long finish. Little probably too long on the sweet side, but it, it does eventually go away, and I, I can pick it up again and and not fit, you know not feel that I'm going to get beat over overpowered with sugar. Mm-hmm. I'm a big a big fan of the of the of the torment, mm-hmm. uh, and it's certainly a, a good example of the of the style. It's a more drinkable version because it's dry in the in the in the finish. I could drink like a probably uh, you know half liter of it uh whereas the other beers are pretty uh or the uh lost abbey is kind of uh pretty rich i'd probably be looking more for like uh 
you know, 10 ounces or so of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, you're, I noticed the Torment has, has more of that uh, kind of a smoke character to it. I don't know if that's <laughs> something you guys did in the... Did you use any uh, special B? What did you use for your, the uh, 120. crystal malt? 120. Okay, that's yeah. similar. That's got a lot of uh, more raisin character right. than uh, the other ones. What did you use for sugar? In your uh, Belgian candy. The dark candy? Uh, yeah, D90 or yeah. dark 2. Hmm. Yeah, I would expect that uh, that's what... Uh, that's where the smoke comes from. We use we use a, that's a, where you're getting quite, that. a bit of, quite a bit of that, and I think that's got a smoky thing to it. I get it. The dark yeah. candy? Yeah. I got it in the aroma and the flavors. Yeah, and the D ninety. Hmm. How does how do you get a smoky character from sugar? Just the, the the caramelizing process. Yeah, the way they they process that, I think it develops some smokiness because hmm. it's dark, it's black as night. Yeah, it's like motor oil. Yeah. Oh wow. Now, what did you think, John? What what was your impression of these? Um, the rogue for um, bad bottle. Um, lost Abbey a bit of bacon note to it. Mm-hmm. Um. A little too toasty, mm-hmm. a little kind of bitter. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a nice dried fig note, I thought. Mm-hmm. A little fruit character there as it warmed up. The drock, uh, a little too sweet, cloying. I thought that cloyingness cut <laughs> dominated the ABV, mm-hmm. the alcohol. Um, it's just too cloyingly sweet. Um, the Chimay, a little dry. Um, I thought it held up to the age really, really well. You could definitely, you know, from the homeland, that phenomenal, I'm sure. Um, heretic. Uh, I like the perfumey note to it. I thought it was very, very close to Chimay. Um, almost identical um, to a point. I'm sure if we shipped Heretic to Belgium, it might end up like Chimay. Maybe. Um, I thought there's a little bit of a sweet note, but it it went away just in time to kind of like have this nice dry finish. Um, yeah, I'm Chimay and Her- Heretic are right there for me well i i've I've got a lot of the same uh i i'm with you on that i think that the heretic is very similar to chimay i think it's like a fresher version of chimay um the chimay it's super cloudy so i think that there's some issue there uh with that bottle um and i think that you know fresh it's much more like the heretic version and I, you know, the profiles are so similar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 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 the same yeast. It's you know a lot of the same thing. Um, the uh, you know thing I like about those is uh, you know that uh, you know sweet start, dry finish, um, and again you know the the uh, the heretic again like a fresher example, but. Uh, the heretic example is two years old. Wow! So it's been in the bottle two years, um, but it hasn't been shipped. But still, I think it's uh, it's a good example. It's in good shape. That's really well maintained. Good job. Yeah. Uh, the drac. I'm surprised everyone's saying how sweet it is. Initially, I thought that that was the driest, huh. the driest and the thinnest of all of them. Did you get well? The Chimay is the driest, but it's something's dropped out of it. Uh, so. But amongst the other ones, I, I could see it being the drier one. Yeah, I, I admit that the, uh, the Lost Abbey beer is, has a sweet finish. Did you get dry on the at first at you like up front like I did, or is that just playing tricks on my my palate on the drag? Yeah, yeah. It's almost it's like caramely yeah, it's, note. There's it's caramel. got a sweet finish, but yeah, yeah. 
Is that um, is, have you ever experienced that dry at first? It, I mean, beer is almost always finished dry, right? I mean, it's got a lot of bittering to it too. It does see? I thought I, I thought that that was one of the drier ones. That's weird. Uh, the the Lost Abbey, I you know, way too sweet for me and way too much roast. Yeah, I mean, it's I think that's where you're getting the bacony. Yeah. Is it's, it's got Cold way too much roast bacon. malt. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're getting. I'm getting the bacony. I'm getting roast malt. I'm getting you know too much sweetness, and you know sweet start, sweet finish. I mean, and these are really, really small variables for the style. You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean these are good beers. Too too roasty, but it's way too roasty. Yeah, a, yeah. You, you're getting roast malt character in that. Yeah. What do you think they added to get that roast? You know, and and we're talking about not not necessarily the beer, just drinking a beer. But we're talking about in this style, and it's listed in the style guide as an example of a golden strong or a uh, uh, Belgian uh, strong dark. That's way too roasty for a Belgian strong dark. That should not be in the style guide. Yeah, so especially then. It's interesting because the uh, the roasty plus the the sweet equals bacon. That's that's what's yes. happening. Yeah, right. yeah. You get cooked bacon caramelized. Yeah, like, getting yeah. that maple kind of <laughs> hickory. Flavors, man. I would say the, that the Roquefort, that's the hoppiest one. I can't, I can't have an opinion. It's got on kind that. of a hoppy thing going on there. <laughs> it's undrinkable, huh? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of the Chimay way of doing things. So that they leads that me. Down. That leads me to the heritage. Yeah. <laughs> is this the fresh Chimay? It basically yeah. is. It's, yeah. it's, it's Chimay brewed in California. Um, but uh, you know the others, I think are you know are are close. So I don't know, and and you know that's just because of my preference. You know, um, I think if you if you prefer something else, um, you know, Tasty likes the the Lost Abbey. I like the Lost Abbey. Roasty. To me, in, in terms of like the beer satisfaction and a beer that I could right. Sit out. I mean, I mean, to me, the term is a, it's a great beer, and so in mm-hmm. so is a fresh Chimay. But yeah, yeah, those those are great beers. Right. Sometimes I would want that beer if I want to like, you know, drink a a, a pint of it or something. That'd mm-hmm. be a great beer to do it for. But if I want to have a smaller pour of a more uh, beer with more character, even if that includes you know smoke and maple and all those other things, I think I prefer the Lost Dynamic. Well, and you you're still welcome to come by the brewery and and get some beer for free. <laughs> you're on that list still. Um, there might yeah. be there might be a surcharge. Delete it. No, <laughs> I'll put you in the surcharge category. <laughs> a couple more times, and uh, I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, I, I, I think tasty. Uh, you know, hey. we have enough history. I we'll, was on board we'll with your double IPA <laughs> when we did the double IPA. I never heard of tasty. Have you? <laughs> uh, well, and that's what I'm saying is, um, you know. It, 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 Depends what you're these looking things, for. These things lend lend themselves to different taste uh, behaviors. I would I would argue though that as far as style goes, the Lost Abbey is out. It's of out style. Of, I can see it's out of style. Yeah, too. No, yeah. In terms it, uh, of style thing, fine beer, yeah, excellent beer, sure. out of style. Right. And they're doing it purposely, right? They're just uh, we're doing an American kind thing. Of yeah, I, I, how they I think, roll? You know, the whole style thing. Who cares? Right. Um, but you know, if you're going to listen in the style guide, it should be to style, and that's the purpose of this show. Is that when there's there's so many beers listed and there's so many beers where their label proclaims them to be uh, one style or another, and you go out and you you spend your hard-earned cash and you take this home and you and you drink it and you say, well, I'm trying to you know make a good example of the style so I can win at competition. I've got the brewer challenge, whatever. Right. 
and then you've got a example that's a nice beer, but it's nowhere in the yeah. style. That's that's the purpose of the show. We we taste these beers so yeah. you can get these beers yourself, give them a try, and then you can say, oh, okay, that's what they're talking about. That's why this is a good example of style, and this one isn't. Right. And, you know, it doesn't mean it's a bad beer or a good beer. It means that, okay, this is what you're shooting for when you're trying to make a, a beer of this style. Why is it in this? Why is it listed as a classic example? I don't know. You got their head up their ass. I don't know. <laughs> it happens when you drink Belgian dark. <laughs> it's absolutely uh, when you're uh, drinking. <laughs> nothing stopping uh, Lost Abbey from changing the right. beer. It, they could have made it a little roastier. Yeah. They could have said, you know, I'd like it a little drier, look at a little darker, yeah. I'd like too it a roasty. little richer. It's too roasty for the style. Yeah. It is. You know, again, doesn't mean it's bad beer. Means it's slightly out of style for this. So, and again, they're not. Their goal isn't to brew to style. Their goal is to brew a great beer that people love. Yeah. Okay. I think they've achieved that. But you know, again, the the style argument is a whole different thing. Whether that's useful or not, that's that's what we're talking about. So, all right, let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll uh, throw some uh, recipe ideas and everything out there and. Uh, We'll uh, get on to uh, questions and things like that right after this. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and then to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. 
Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's No Beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerone's are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerone's are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Williams Brewing announces their first customer recipe issue since 1991. This free 64-page catalog includes 27 of the best home brewing recipes submitted by their regular customers. Best of all, this paper-only catalog is free for the asking. Just go to williamsbrewing.com and click on the free customer recipe issue link. This offer expires October 18th. While you are on the site, check out some of the latest exclusives like the Williams Oatmeal Stout Malt Extract, the Big Oxygen System, and they even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enjoy their famous customer service. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. BN Army, Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. Hop Tech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of holy pops. And Hop Tech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeve shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. Now back to Jamil, Tasty and Blise. It's Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're enjoying Belgian Dark Strong Ales from uh, some classic breweries and some uh, not-so-classic breweries. Yet to be classic. <laughs> Yet to be classic. Couple uh, hundred, yeah, a couple hundred years from now, you'll be classic. There you go. There you go. Classic in my own mind. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, what, John? You've brewed some uh, some beers along this line. Uh, what do you try and uh, focus on ingredient wise for something like this? Uh, I would do you know German Pilsner malt. Uh-huh. Um, maybe some two row in there to cut back on the Pilsner influence. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do uh, some special B. Mm-hmm. Um, probably some Munich. Mm-hmm. Maybe a hint of. Um, pale chocolate for color mm-hmm. and then i would do uh sauce hops all the way through um pretty aggressive on the late hop and then i would take an abbey ale yeast strain and ferment you know i'd pitch probably 66 uh let it go i'd raise it two degrees a day till i reached about 76 degrees mm-hmm. uh, about day 10 i would 
uh, crash it back down to about 66. Um, and then I would also crash it to about 50 degrees from the week mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. let the yeast kind of linger but not stop fermenting but let it clean up the environment and let the cold temperatures kind of let the, the gravity kind of clarify the beer for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Danny, have you brewed these uh, beers, Stacy? I have brewed a Dark Strong. Um, I think it turned out pretty well. I think I used a... I definitely used a, a Belgian uh, Pilsner malt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, used the, the dark candy sugar because that's, that's like the secret ingredient as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And I think I used maybe some C 150s or, or mm-hmm. a special mm-hmm. B mm-hmm. For, for more of that. Yeah. Uh, right. More of that raisiny, bigger raisin character kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm hmm. I like the beer. I don't know if it did very well, but I certainly liked it myself. I did luckily get a nice dry finish in it, which mm-hmm. I think it's a good thing you, that you're pointing out is that uh, sweet in the middle and uh, dry at the end is, is the way these beers are uh, come out on top, I think. Which uh, mm-hmm. Now, Moscow, the four beers you brewed, uh, none of them were Belgian Strong Dark, right? No, no. It was okay. mostly uh, Janet's Brown and some other yeah. stuff, but no Belgian. There you go. All right. So out of your four, you got nothing to add. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Yeah, this is the acetal, though. We we have a challenge. We have a challenge going on. So, oh yeah, that's nice. another show. Him and I, we're we're Fun we're this. doing battle. Yeah. This is mano y mano. This is to the death. Jamil doesn't like to lose, Moscow. I can, can you sense that? that? Right. Yeah. I'll probably run you over with my car before I let you <laughs> let you beat me. <laughs> Just saying, he gets run over. Uh, look for blood stains on the front of my car. I don't know. Just to clue people in, uh, it's Jamil versus myself in a uh, black IPA brew off on one of the other shows. Yes, on the Sunday the show. We can't even name yeah. it. Yes, part four, baby. Yeah, it's me versus Moscow. We're tying one of Jamil's hands behind his back, I don't know what to say. Back, the police say is like, well, Dude, I guess just going to get his ass kicked, right? Well. Okay. Well, yeah. I, right. Who do you think would win between me and Moscow? Duh. Brewing challenge. Right? Yeah. Answer the question. Okay. Jamil, of course. We didn't, yeah. You guys didn't now, talk about the odds on the show. Right. Dude, Dr. But, Scott schooled my ass, and I called it out. I was like, dude, I am a schoolboy yeah. right now. I was getting <laughs> reamed right by like the Pope okay. or something right so now. So here's the thing. Is that thing. why you showed up in that skirt? Here's, yes. Thank you. Here's the thing. <laughs> Moscow get, got to choose like a process or a pro, uh, uh, an ingredient I couldn't use. He started out. He gets a handicap. Yeah, he was like, "Well, you can't use yeast." Yeah, I'm like, well, what, the, "What the hell? I'm, I'm yeah. gonna like spew beer out my butt." Well, you're pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the Gandalf of uh, of homebrewing. I'm gonna wave my magic wand <laughs> and make beer. Isn't that what you do now? Yes, yes. You shall not pass. No, I, I, tell, I, I tell my people to to make beer. Um, but wow so good luck so i'm like all right so that at least justin was like well that's unreasonable yeah, you, you got to be able to <laughs> you use think? yeast right that. luckily for me otherwise the challenge would have been make beer without yeast right i can't boil that was my next thing yeah no boiling so is that well, no. that, is that i wish if i'd have been there i would have said well, what's magical about 212 versus one one ninety five or well, there are some stuff. There's, really? there's volatilization and the carry off of certain compounds. It does do that longer for the volatilization. Yeah. Protein break. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Stirring. So you guys missed me high, on that high, show. Hot temperatures. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still you can't boil. No boiling. You can no bubble. Hey, no bubble. No bubbling. No bubbling. As long as no you simmering. get your re- no bubbling. Right. That's correct. Yeah, okay. As long as no you get bubbling. your reduction in volume, 
I bet you all the other stuff is taken care of. I'm not sure you Just can make sure you get really... the volume. Don't boil for 90 minutes. Boil till you get to black IPA. to your gravity. That may take hours and hours at your. Well, see, simmer. I can't boil at all. I can't well, I mean, simmer. Just what? no bubbles. So no what, bubbles. Like 180, 190. Right. Exactly. Well, right. even last 175. I mean, oh, it'll be 175 zero. for five hours. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Just I go to bed use, at night. use the temperature and then, like you know, put a fan b- blowing across the, the surface oh. to kind of well. draw off evaporation, moisture, more evaporation, uh-huh. more more carry away of the volatilization of all these compounds. Uh-huh. See, I should have stuck with yeast. <laughs> well, well, that, that would have been impossible. impossible. The judges would have said, eh, "No, that's." Not I mean, possible. I'd have to like bacteria ferment. A Dude, beer. Screw Justin, man. Screw him. Why didn't I get a handicap against Doc? He was running up Ninkasi. <laughs> you, you didn't need. You were runner up Ninkasi. Yeah, I, I, I went Ninkasi. I, I got married. Call the next show, John. Oh, uh, please. I brew like four you, times a year. You could have beaten. <laughs> I've Doc. lost it. I'm, I'm a husband. You could have eaten Doc. You, you just, you, right. you were just like, oh, throw a couple of packs in. Yeah, you know, you were. If you had made I a no starter, you would have, you would have got him. I know. No. That was it. <laughs> I listened to that. I'm like, John, you're not making a starter. I know. For God's sakes, kids. All right. So where were we on this show? <laughs> By the way, that's a great challenge. What do you th- what, what do you think? Hey, I think Moscow's got an advantage here, though. Actually, advantage. Uh, yeah, you think? <laughs> you think? Advantage. I don't know if I go that far. <laughs> oh, please, please. Wait, but you you can't have anyone over to help your brew, right? That's got to be the no. Problem. That's They're what gonna, I said. Yeah, no. I'm like, yeah, you're not getting somebody in to yeah. to help you. No, they'll do it. For me completely. He'll yeah, no right. right. yeah. He's going to contract it out. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you go buy a bottle. <laughs> he'll hire he'll hire a into a glass. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, right? So I'll just do my own label. Hey, yeah, exactly. Oh, I tell you. That's great. That's awesome. The Firestone Wookie Jack. Now, there's there's a fine example of a uh, mm. build, uh, a uh, black IPA. If anyone well, can make a good one, it's Firestone. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't like the black IPA thing. <laughs> and maybe that's why they chose black IPA, because I, I, I'm like, ah, that sucks. But they could pull it off. Uh, I had had one of the Wookiee Jacks. I'm like, you know, I drank a whole bomber. I'm like, ah, that's, that's, that's a nice beer. But so he's using roasted wheat, right? Oh, is that the... Ah. It's not don't really give, a black Don't IPA. give that information to... Uh, to everybody. To Moscow. I'm, I'm taking notes. Brindleson, man. The, the, the soulless uh, ginger here is is, is going to kick my ass as it is. What if I get like Brindleson and Vinny over oh, and just screw you, surround man. myself with A-listers? <laughs> I think Jamil can bring it, though. I don't know. Uh, you know I, I can't boil. No boil. You're okay. This, this... Oh, yeah. Jamil, uh, it's funny all you... You people would be like, reduction. oh, you're fine. Hey, wait, you were winning competitions pre-All Grain Brewing, weren't you? You were yes. doing extract. Yes. So I'm just saying, go back to your roots, focus. I was boiling back then. I tell you, I have not <laughs> made a beer that I haven't boiled. Yeah. You Boil think, is an important tool it is to pretty me. important. You yeah. think Houdini was like, ah, oh, these handcuffs are too tight. And I'd, I've never, <laughs> no, I, I just Jesus. step up to the plate. God, even if, even hop break, I mean, hop breakdown. He's berating break? me for not being being fine with not boiling. God, how are you going to break down your hops? Get those acids in there. Interesting. Extract. You guys are all hung up on two twelve. At one ninety five, and a, sure things right. happen. Wait, wait, sure. boil, but go like to like Mount Whitney. <laughs> ah. No, I can't boil. You can't I, have any series. I think you can't boil at Mount Whitney. Any no, bubbles. you can boil. But it, you don't see the bubbles, though. No, it's you just, see the bubbles. Yeah. It just happens at a lower temperature. Lower temperature. Ah. Uh, right. 
best moment point. Okay. I should probably go. I should dig a hole about a mile deep, yeah. and then you, oh. and then I could get up hot enough and not not have bubbles come out. It was very clever of Moscow to brilliant uh, Moscow to, to go with this. Smart man. I thought he'd be like, you can't use hops. And I would have been like, that was my first instinct. But right. then I thought yeast was a better yeast way to go. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it can't be an ingredient issue. It's got to be a process. Right. Like, yeast was vetoed, though. You guys are going okay. after out of sheer principle. <laughs> I think if he had said you can only use pale malt, then I would have had to like you know roast my own. That could have been huh? real tricky. Ah, you know, but that I think is in the end maybe easier. <laughs> So are we going to end up with a Doc versus Jamil finale here? This is going to be stellar. I don't know. Could you could you make a Belgian Dark Strong without boiling, just to bring it back home? Well, if I can make this beer without boiling, I think I can make a Belgian Strong Dark without boiling. I think the the thing that's critical, uh, Mike mentioned this, um, that's critical in this style is using the Belgian uh, dark candy syrup. Yeah, it brings a lot of character to it. Yeah, yeah it has it has a lot of the character that uh, you're looking for in this beer it's a, a signature of of these beers um that and you know getting enough uh uh dryness sweet start dry finish i think that's that's it i i love the uh, 530 yeast for these beers it's more fruity and it's the abbey yeast it's um uh more fruity less phenolic mm-hmm. and uh, i think you get a great character out of that and that's that's a critical thing for me in, in the style all right, let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll we'll wrap up with your questions after this. One of the last things many brewers try to master is the ingredient that makes up most of their beer, water. Brewers Publications is pleased to announce Water, a comprehensive guide for brewers of all levels by how-to-brew author John Palmer and professional brewer Colin Kaminsky. Hi, I'm John Palmer. This book is the result of many years of asking the tough questions about water to professional brewers and brewing scientists, and we are very pleased with how it turned out. It's the first book that is solely about water treatment throughout the brewing process. The book is intended for all brewers, from homebrewers to professionals, and we hope you like it. From how to read a water report to treating your wastewater and everything in between, water is the comprehensive guide you've always wanted on brewing's least understood ingredient. Flavor contributions, water chemistry, and adjusting water to styles of beer. John and Colin will teach you everything you need to know. Water is available from BrewersPublications.com and find brewing booksellers near you. Take the mystery out of your brewing water. Visit BrewersPublications.com for your copy of Water Today. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. 
For nearly 15 years, homebrewers have been served by one place in Michigan where you can buy yourself a serial killer grain mill. Adventures in homebrewing. Did you try all those great Michigan beers at the National Homebrewers Conference in San Diego or Seattle? Adventures in homebrewing delivered. Did you see a great false bottom in your buddy's cooler or brew kettle? Adventures in homebrewing delivered that. And did you see that great custom-built brew stand? Yep, Adventures in homebrewing delivered. Since 1999, Adventures in homebrewing in Taylor, Michigan, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and online at homebrewing.org has been serving home brewers across the globe. Check out their innovative 2.5 gallon keg with metal handles, great homebrew kits, and the fully adjustable serial killer grain mill. Visit them in Philly for the 2013 National Homebrewers Conference. Not going to make it? Check out all the fun of adventures in homebrewing at homebrewing.org. For a limited time, coupon code BNETWORK will slam 10% off your order. Bam! Adventures in homebrewing. Join the adventure at the Great Lakes Home for homebrewing supplies online at homebrewing.org. And don't forget coupon code BNETWORK for a limited time. Join the adventure today. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. This is Jamel Zanisha, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Where do you go for all the stuff you need to brew? Homebrewstuff.com, of course. In their Boise, Idaho storefront and warehouse, they have more than 750 craft beers and 8,000 square feet of homebrew products in stock. The staff at Homebrew Stuff are homebrewers themselves. They try out just about everything, including the beer, so they can answer your questions knowledgeably and correctly about brewing, kegging, and anything else you might need to ask. Don't live near the Homebrew Stuff store? Visit homebrewstuff.com online and take advantage of their $7.95 domestic shipping available on most orders. Homebrewstuff.com is a proud sponsor of the AHA, NHC, GABF, and countless other acronyms. So if you're a homebrewer looking for great people, a great selection, and great deals, head to homebrewstuff.com online or in person. Visit their YouTube channel for loads of free how-to and product videos. All of the stuff you need to brew. Homebrewstuff.com You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. And and just a reminder, if you send your beers in for this show and compete with the commercial examples and win, you get the jet ski, the Brewing Network jet ski. It's parked down on the street there, tied to the parking meter. Right? Kawasaki JS400 with a Kirker pipe. There you go. Moscow said it. He rehearsed that. It's on a trailer. <laughs> well, it's on. It's on cinder blocks. This is, this is Martinez. But, uh, yeah. Somebody stole the truck. <laughs> this is Martinez. And if you listen live and ask questions at the end, we actually have gifts for those winners, too. We've got a copy of the Best of Brew Your Own magazine, 30 Great Beer Styles by yours truly. Uh, and we'll, we'll sign it and everything. All right. Questions? 
B. Haas says the strength of this style would suggest good potential for aging, but we, you know, given the Belgian yeast profile, would you gain anything? Hmm. Yeah, you do. Um, alcohol uh, and there's um, these precursors of esters and all that things from fermentation. The alcohols can esterify, and you get these uh, fruity characters. You can develop all sorts of interesting notes that aren't there at the at the uh, finish of fermentation. They can actually develop over time. So yes. Baruz says, can molasses or, uh, sorry, what, treacle? Treacle. Uh Treacle be used in place of uh, Belgian candy sugar? Um, We were talking about that during the break, about, um, you know, the theory that Belgian candy sugar originally, not today, but originally was maybe not quite as concentrated a molasses or treacle, because those are, those got a different, more licorice flavor that Belgian candy sugar does not. And so it's, you know, different temperatures and acidities, various things like concentrations. I, I don't think they're the same. I, I'd be interested to, to, you know, if somebody tried that, to, to taste them side by side. But my gut feel is, uh, no, that wouldn't work. What about, what about you guys? Well, I think if you had a, like a, maybe a small amounts of the, of the other, of the treacle and stuff. Mm-hmm. Against maybe the simple brown sugars the, the, with the brown amber rocks that we that we'd use, mm. something to maybe add more character to that. That would have worked, yeah. I guess yeah. those stupid small amber stuff. rocks. They're yeah. like they might as well use the white ones or something. Right, there's not that much. What, them, you, what you want to use is the Belgian candy syrups, the like the D ninety, yeah. the the dark two. That's the way to go right. for this style. So speaking of the D90, Baby Tiger Laying Down wants to know how much <laughs> of that he should use or she should use in a five-gallon batch. One pound? Um, what are those containers? Those are eight ounces, I think, right? Or are they four ounces? The small, like, little... No, uh, the taller ones. Taller ones, eight ounces, I think. So half a pound. Yes. For, oh. for five gallons. Yeah. Half a pound? Those are eight? What was eight? I thought they were 16 or, or something. Maybe a pint. Is that a pint? Uh, pint? I don't know. One of those. Those taller ones, for yeah. Five. The tall, skinny ones. Okay. Um, that's that's about right for five. In thirty barrels, we're using two sixty-pound little totes. So we use a hundred and twenty pounds divided by nine twenty. Divided by like nine twenty for thir- well, no, we actually don't get quite thirty barrels on on a big beer like that. So we're we're closer to like twenty-seven, twenty-six uh, barrels. We use two of those, um, and they're not quite five gallons for sixty pounds. It's it's a little over twelve pounds a gallon. Um, so so about ten gallons of that stuff in twenty seven times thirty one. Six seventy. A spider says a pint volume is not uh, is going to be more pint, weight with sugar in there, denser than just yeah. water. So a pint's not a pound. Yeah. Right. Well, it's it's. Not tremendously over, right? It's close. Yeah. Okay. But I think that's a good question, though, because you can brew this batch of beer, and if you don't do the right ratio of sugar in the boil, you're not going to be the style if you don't pre-calculate out that amber or that can that candy sugar addition, that, mm-hmm. that D2. Because mm-hmm. if you do, if you under, if you and you got to boil it, and if you don't add enough, then you're not going to have a dark, dark strong ale. So I would take that to heart. Uh, Pork Slapper wants to know if he he wants to know a, a good way to make a, a Belgian strong uh, brew in a bag style. He says his kettle only mashes about thirteen pounds of grain, so he was wondering uh, if he should do more dark candy sugar or maybe try a mini mash. 
Uh, mini mash or, you know, multiple mini mashes. Um, if you go too much of the dark candy, you're, you're in trouble. So eight, 837 gallons, we use um, 120 pounds of uh, the dark candy. All right, a couple more. Uh, Spider Wrangler says, the guide says traditional Trappists tend to be drier than Abbey versions. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, you know, it's yeast. Uh, you know, generally the Abbey yeast uh, finish a little sweeter, I think, than the Trappists. Okay, and uh, let's see, can... Um, oh, I already did that one. Jeez, I'm feeling the Belgians, too. Uh, After Lab says, he's attempted the style four times... Uh, and without candy syrup, he has, I'm sorry, with and without candy syrup, he has failed to nail the dark fruit, plum, raisin, fig, mm-hmm. et cetera, caramel character. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, as far as crystal malts, mm-hmm. uh, what ratios of the malts seem to work best? <sighs> Brewing Classic Styles, uh, <laughs> Brewing Magazine. Um, you know, it, it really is a alcohol percentage thing, and the yeast... And fermentation temperature, I mean, we start around 68 and go up into the low 70s. Um, Specific gravity? We're talking about temperature or fermentation? Or? Temperature fermentation, okay. yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, y- you need to generate the alcohols at the right temperature and have the right precursors in there and choose the right yeast. Um, you know, the, the Abbey alias, the 530, um, I think that's that's a, a great yeast to give you a Chimay character, and um, you know I'm not sure it's it's the sugars thing. It's mm-hmm. you know y- y- you get those dark malt characters, and then they those appear figgy and all that and plum like with all these esters in it, and the esters are derived from purely from fermentation. This. Big question for both Mike and you, Jamil. When you talk about specific gravity, a 1080 Belgian Dark Strong, mm-hmm. you'd be happy with a 1025, 1020 maybe, final gravity. But now, if you had a 1070 mm-hmm. and a 1008, mm-hmm. 1010, mm-hmm. same alcohol by volume, mm-hmm. but those dryness factors will definitely influence these figgy alcohol <sighs> Uh, right. Scroll back six years or so. Yeah. Okay. There was a show where McDowell was on. He brought in a golden, a Belgian strong golden, and he brought and we tasted them. And one was much sweeter finish than the other, and the sweeter finish one actually finished lower gravity than the higher gravity one. So, hmm. you know, y- you can't really go off of the numbers. You know, sometimes you'll you have something that finishes drier. You know, by number by hydrometer mm-hmm. by hydrometer, but, but not by you flavor. know, but by flavor, it's much sweeter, and that has to do with you know the the types of alcohols that are generated, uh, the amount of bittering that the yeast took out of suspension. Mm-hmm. It has to do with um, uh, you know the the types of sugars remaining. So a, a lot of little things like that. Um, you know, you can finish drier, but it's not a drier beer. As a home brewer, I think that's a very challenging aspect to brew because right. you think Belgian, you think high gravity, mm-hmm. but maybe you shouldn't go too high because maybe you're too high or maybe you're too low. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. 
Right, right. No, it's 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 one of the most challenging aspects. Of yeah, it's, it. what, it's what's really your, about attenuation. What's your, it's about fermentation. What's your specific gravity on uh, torment? Oh, I can't remember. Okay. Two enough. years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we haven't brewed it since then. Yeah. Do you have do you have plans to brew it soon? Uh, yeah, as soon as we get, we got to add a couple more tanks and then we can run the 530 strain. Right now, all we can run is the 001 strain. Is that why you haven't brewed it? Just, just yeah, we're, we're going to add two more big fermenters and we'll run all our main beers out of those. And then the 30 barrel fermenters will go over to Belgian yeast. All right. Well, uh, thanks to the uh, chat for the great questions. Who won the, uh, signed magazine? Uh, is that way we had guy. one more. Which one? The molasses, molasses candy sugar? Yeah. The, oh, who was that? Oh, that was... Is this sequel oh, or whatever? So many the, questions here. Let's see. Oh, it was the uh, uh, baby tiger laying down. No, no, no. Forgive me. That was Pork Slapper? Uh, pork Slapper's already won. Yeah, he has. Who came in second? Baby tiger laying down. You're a winner. You're a winner. There you go. Send me an email, please, Scott at the Brewing Network dot com, and uh, if you can, message me now. Let me know who Jamil should sign this to. Oh no, it's going down there. So. Baby tiger right. laying down. <laughs> That's the prequel to uh, Crouching Tiger, <laughs> Hidden Dragon. That's awesome. <laughs> awesome. All right, uh, another great show. I think uh, we we delved into some interesting aspects of these this, these beers in this style. Uh, you know, it's a complex style. There's a lot going on in it, and uh, you know, there's a lot of interesting things to think about when you're brewing these. And, you know, if you get a chance, brew them. You know, yeah. give it a try. The only way you're going to get better as a brewer is to brew beer. Brew as many as you can. Just keep brewing, keep brewing, and, uh, you know, try different things, and, and you'll find stuff that works for you. And listen to the shows. Listen to the Brewing Network. I think that's a, a big, big bonus. And uh, if you enjoy listening to this stuff and you're getting value out of it, why not go to the Brewing Network store, brewingnetwork.com, uh, thebrewingnetwork.com slash store. Buy shirts, hats, books, uh, tasty growlers, pasties, tasty pasties uh, stickers, all sorts of stuff in there. And when you do, uh, you know, all the bottom line of that goes directly to the Brewing Network. It's not uh, getting absconded by anybody else, nope. and uh, it really helps support the program. So if you enjoy this, definitely do that. And until then, Bruce Strong. And open. Yeah.